welcome to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. The following homilies were recorded live in front of our student body at Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy located in Melbourne, Florida. Our chapels exist to proclaim the amazing grace of God in Jesus Christ, and it's our hope that these homilies will provide you with a measure of encouragement and comfort. Thanks for listening. chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him, uh, counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to one who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly, His faith is counted as righteousness, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. The word of the Lord. All right, so we are continuing, uh, getting back on track. We're wrapping up our little kind of trek through Abraham. Um, and uh, this, this passage is, um, takes place in Romans, and I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but we're talking about it today. Um, uh, and basically, thousands of years later, Paul, when he was looking at um, what Christ had done and how uh, people were relating to God now, he looks back and says I, uh, that basically what God is doing is he's relating to people on the same basis that he related to Abraham. Um, and I think this is one of the most important uh, passages in all of, I'm the chaplain, so I'm going to say that. So uh, in my, one of my classes, we were watching Les Miserables, the uh, musical. It's my favorite musical, no big deal. But, um, and I just basically, t- every song, every new song, I was like, oh my gosh, guys, this is the best song in the play. And then it'd be like the next song, like, this is, this is my favorite song in the play. And so and by the end, they were like, please stop talking. Um, so which might be how you feel, but too bad. Um, but, uh, and why is this passage so important? Well, for me, um, this passage is important because it um, illustrates uh, two things. One, it illustrates um, that, that one of the most important things in your life, um, and one of the most important things in my life, um, and one of the things that I kind of, the, the drum that I beat every, you know, every chapel um, is that uh, all of the things that we think are most important about our lives, all of the things that we go through our day thinking, um, well, you know, this is, all of my life is consumed with this class, all of my life is consumed with getting into this college, all of my life is consumed with her, or all my life is consumed with him, or um, all of the things that we think are most important are really um, not that important. Well, they're important. I don't want to say they're not important, but um, that really what's most important in your life um, is uh, and what is most um, uh, needed in your life is for you uh, to be loved. And the way that we actually, um, the place in your heart, the place in your life where you need to, where that love needs to connect, um, is often uh, one of the places in which you probably feel like you deserve love the least. Um, and what I mean by that is the things in your life that you feel like you're good at, if you're like me, um, the things in your life that you feel like you're good at, when people compliment you, when people say like, oh, hey, that was great, or you're really good, good at this, or um, it, it doesn't really uh, mean as much as you think it should 
uh, maybe, again, maybe this is just me, you know, personal, you know, therapy time. Uh, but um, when people say, like, you know, oh, you're incredible at this, it, it, something about it rings hollow and something about it doesn't really connect um, the way that you would expect it to because you know that you're good at it or something like that. Um, and instead, the place in which you really need to hear this thing of I love you or this thing of you're, I see you and I value you um, is actually in the places in which you don't feel like you deserve it. It's actually in the places where you feel like you cannot, if, if this person knew this, if this person saw this, they could not love me. If this person saw me for who they really were, if my parents really knew who I was, they're really proud of me because I get good grades and I'm on this team. If they saw the thoughts that I have, if they saw the things that I've done, if they, if they, if they knew who I really was, they would not love me. Uh, and you can place parents in there for anybody in your life who, who um, you think if they really knew me, there's no way uh, that they could love me. And so one of the most important things in your life is going to be um, in some way experiencing love in that place, that place in which you, you hide and you protect and you think that no one could love you. And the second thing is that that is exactly what Christianity is actually all about, um, is that God, uh, when we talk about Christianity offering forgiveness, um, one of the things that I think comes up in a lot of us is, well, I haven't, I mean, look, on the grand scale of the human race, you know, I, I've taken a couple history classes to know that I am not as bad as some of the people that I've read about. Um, and so who are you to tell me that, you know, okay, I'm forgiven, great. Um, and maybe that's because forgiveness has been kind of a, um, you know, it's, maybe, maybe that's a little too heavy, but maybe, maybe thinking about forgiveness in terms of someone seeing you in the way that you hope no one ever sees you, uh, someone really seeing you for, you know, you being fully, um, uh, to borrow the common, exposed, right? Um, uh, but anyways, uh, but you being fully known, you being fully revealed of like, well, here's actually, you know, you've been putting up this, but here's actually who you are. Um, that forgiveness is actually someone seeing that and loving you regardless. Seeing that and, and taking account of it, not just like, well, no, I'll pretend I didn't see that, but seeing that, letting them know, letting you know that they see it and saying, nevertheless, I choose to love you anyways. And that's what um, Paul is saying in this passage. He's saying that God... Um, that, that Abraham has been justified not by works, but, uh, but because he believed in God, it was counted to him as righteous. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a uh, gift, but as his due. But to the one who does not work, who, who hasn't put forward his best side, but instead just believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. And I love this psalm uh, that it mentions from David. So David also speaks of the blessings of the one to whom God counts righteousness. Apart from works, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man or the woman whom the Lord will not count his sin. And so what he's saying is in Abraham, God reckoned him. He counted him righteous even though Abraham wasn't. He didn't say, well, Abraham, now you need to go live a life and, and ultimately be better and better and better and get rid of these parts that you're trying to hide. Uh, and then I'll declare you righteous. Just because Abraham believed that God justifies the ungodly, God counted him righteous. He, he, he did not count his sin against him. In other words, he forgave him. Uh, and there's a powerful picture of this in culture this week. Um, during the trial of Amber uh, Geigen, I don't know if any of you have followed this, but uh, she was an off-duty police officer who, um, I think about a year ago now, 
um, mistakenly walked into an apartment thinking it was her own um, and uh, shot um, shot Botham, uh, Botham Jean, uh, a black man who was in his apartment, um, just sitting on his couch eating ice cream, shot him and killed him. Um, and so because of the, you know, race relations, especially between police and uh, all of the, so this whole firestorm erupted all throughout um, this whole process. And she was actually, she was convicted of murder um, this past week. And uh, during the sentencing, um, she, uh, they, they have uh, like victim impact statements where the, the, the families of the victims are allowed to get up and, and, um, and share uh, with the judge and with in front of the uh, perpetrator. Um, and uh, this was a moment in which um, uh, Botham's brother, Brant, got up on the stand. And in this moment, um, he had every right um, to, to uh, respond in pure wrath and hatred and indignation. All of us would totally understand this woman um, shot his, and killed his brother in his own home. Um, and instead, his, I want you to watch uh, a couple, this couple minutes of his, his statement uh, to her. This is Brant Jean. Speak for myself, I, I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see, I, I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's, what, that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not going to say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes.
Now, there's something about that. Um, and the reason why that's so powerful is because in the midst of deserved judgment, um, in the midst of deserved anger, um, and in the midst of, of her not deserving love, she was shown grace. And he forgave her. And he loves her. And he said, I love you. And he hugged her. And he embraced her. And maybe it's true for you that in that same way, that that is actually God's heart towards you. That despite all of the things in your life and despite in all the ways that you hide, that in the moment when God actually knows you, that he does the same thing. He says, I love you and I forgive you. And maybe he even gets up out of his chair and comes and embraces you. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ says unto all who truly turn to him. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And hear also what St. Paul says, that this is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And here also what St. John says is that if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation or the payment for our sins. Amen. Please stand. Thanks for listening to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. Holy Trinity is a K-12 Episcopal school located in Melbourne, Florida. If you'd like more information about Holy Trinity, please visit us at our website at htacademy.org. Thanks for listening.